It's 8.44. I need a nap. Uh, it's 39 degrees outside the Apple Tree Automotive Superstore Studios. We turn now to Mr. Pete Callender from the Pete Callender Show podcast at thepetecallendershow.com. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Mark. How are you? Besides tired. Oh, oh my God. Well, you know, it's just like the song says right there. Too much of everything is just enough. So there you go. That's exactly it. I think we're going to be getting we're going to be uh, getting just enough of uh, (laughs) politics over the next few days, because it looks like it's going to be a couple of days before we have uh, any solid answers for some things. Yeah. So to be expected to some degree, although, I mean, I think people are getting highly agitated with the purely coincidental nature of the fact that the states that are uh, that that halted their voting last night. Uh, or their vote counting, I should say, uh, that they just halted the process. They all seem to be uh, states where Trump was up, Democrats run, and Trump needs. So I'm sure it's completely coincidental, but this is the kind of thing that undermines confidence uh, in the system. Uh, I think North Carolina is pretty well in the clear at this point um, because the you know you've got this batch essentially of outstanding absentee ballots that were requested but never sent in. So, yes, they can still come in, and it may make a difference in some cases, in some races, but it's not a large enough pool to flip any of or most of these outcomes. So, like, I'm looking at the... Uh, the the chief justice of the North Carolina Supreme Court, uh, you know, that's like a 2000 vote margin. So there may be enough votes to affect that outcome. The attorney general's race that there might be enough votes. But uh, for president, for uh, for U.S. Senate, I don't think so. Um, and I think that's why, you know, Tillis declared victory last night. Uh, and in his speech, he said, actually, he was still waiting on a call from his opponent, you know, Cal Cunningham, but that Cunningham never called, which, to be fair, Cal is more of a text message kind of a guy. That's... Well, he does like to text from what I understand. <laughs> he uh, he seems to be very proficient at it. Indeed. And I think, I, I understand he, he might even send you pictures every once in a while. Every once in a while. Well, not while. you personally, but yeah. Right. So also, I think it's uh, it's pretty incredible that Democrats lost an election in North Carolina with 75% turnout. I mean, that's if you would have said that to me yesterday, well, that there would be 75% turnout and Democrats would lose, I would say that's nuts. It, it, it blows up this conventional wisdom that higher turnout means Democrat wins. But right. keep in mind, the Trump team invested heavily in traditional get-out-the-vote efforts, uh, right. not just here, but all across these swing states. They did the things like door-knocking and phone banking and rallies and events, and Biden and the Democrats did not. So they sought to win with their air game, you know, just advertising and social media stuff. And I think what what this teaches us is that Democrats usually do have this superior ground game, but they, they basically right. just surrendered the field uh, yesterday on uh, for that yeah. uh, on those components, and I think it hurt them. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I think there. I think the ground game for uh, the Democratic Party all across the country was much, much more off than it was if you look back at 2008 or 2012 when it was Barack Obama that was running. Right. Well, Obama wrote the book for them on this stuff. Uh, you know, community right. organizer. Uh, I remember you know doing stories on uh, just the uh, the massive operation and the data analytics that they were using to uh, to maximize their efforts. So you know, if they knew that when early voting started, if you mark uh, did not vote in early voting they would keep hammering you and hammering you and then when you went and voted they stopped they knew that you had gone to vote and so they stopped so they didn't waste any more time on you whereas 
this time around, people are getting text messages yesterday and they voted, you know, oh, yeah. three weeks prior. Like that sort of stuff wouldn't have happened under that old Obama machine. And so I wonder, you know, what kind of happened? I think part of it is maybe a large part of it actually is the COVID stuff is that right. you, when you tell people stay home, don't leave the house uh, and, and then you make this huge push for absentee mail, uh, ballot by mail, um, it, it you kind of boxed yourself in. You can't go out and do those things that uh, the Trump team was doing because you specifically said you wouldn't do those things, and you're shaming your opponents. You're criticizing and ridiculing them for doing those things, so you can't do them. I, I, I think they 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 box themselves in on that to some degree. Yeah, it does. It, it it does seem like that, right? I mean, because every time and, and every time you did see somebody uh, on the Democratic side go out. Uh, they pretty much got bashed by, wait, I thought we were supposed to stay home, mm-hmm. right? And like, I mean, they, they, they pretty much got dragged for it. Yeah. Um, and again, I think, that, like you say, I think, they, I think they put themselves into a corner in that aspect of it. But I think, uh, you know, one of the other things was is that for weeks now, we've been getting reports on how strong uh, the, the Trump campaign ground game was in states like Ohio, in states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And it almost just seems like, uh, like you said, like you know, Democrats in a lot of those states, they just couldn't do anything to kind of circumvent that Trump ground game. We don't know how it's going to play out totally right now, but it does look uh, like it's working in favor for the president, at least in a yeah. couple of those states well, that he's got to have. Yeah, and I think we can all agree that the amount of money that was spent in some of these endeavors, North Carolina is a great example of it. Uh, mm-hmm. The real winners here are, you know, the lawyers and media. I mean, really, that's what it's about. <laughs> That's really what it's about. The, I mean, you think about the amount of money that was spent to flip North Carolina's General Assembly as well. I mean, millions and millions of dollars from out of state right. got uh, pumped into uh, certain districts, Senate districts and House districts. And at the end of right. the day, what did it net them? They lost. Democrats lost four seats in the House. As, right. and, and then Republicans lost one seat in the Senate. So uh, for all of that money, they were able to pick up a single seat in the Senate. But meanwhile, they lost four in the House, um, which means now uh, the Senate and the House will will be a majority run by the Republicans again. And uh, yeah, I'm seeing it right now. The first lawsuit. Yeah, just filed against the Republican redistricting maps just right now. This moment. That's sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, well, they well, uh, it, it, it's going to be expected. They're drawing. So Republicans will be in charge of the, the drawing of the maps. Now, there may be an opportunity here for Republicans to actually try to implement some sort of an independent redistricting process and take it uh, take it away as as an issue uh, there. This might be the time to do it. Now, I would note that when the Democrats said they promised that they would do this if they won control of the General Assembly, they said it would occur probably after they did their maps. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that the Republicans are going to try to draw it much the same way that they did it last right. time under court order. But um but we shall see. Um, I, I do know that. the So you've got the maps now where the Buncombe County commissioners, uh, all the Republicans lost. So now there's right. I think uh, Robert Presley is now going to be the only Republican remaining on the county commission or as the Democrats call them, fair maps. Right. These are the fair maps that they're all about. And uh, I was actually really shocked at the at Presley and Belcher. 
Well, the lines um, don't allow for it. We knew yeah. this in 2019 when in the court proceedings and they uh, they did all of their, you know, they ran all the numbers and stuff. And then the uh, they, they pushed out these new districts. And because the state law that Tim Moffat wrote uh, links and sinks the county districts to the House, uh, the state House districts, 114, 115 and 116. Those lines are the same. And so when the state was forced to redraw the lines for the House, they redrew the county commission lines, too. And you're not going to see Republicans elected to those seats ever because the, the, the numbers just don't allow for it. So does the state come back and unlink those two things? I'm not sure. Um, or And also keep in mind, with the redistricting, those lines now will probably change. Right. Yeah. It's going to. Yeah. Well, and again, here we go. We'll have another, what, four six years battle over redistricting lines basically well only but if in turn i mean only if democrats don't get their way i mean if we give if if we give them everything they want then chances are they might not sue us as much so if they don't do anything to the district maps right now real quickly does i mean does it matter no they have to yeah they have because the census the population shifts and you have to uh, right, you've got right. to normalize all of the populations f- among all the different districts and so because people have you. moved in and moved around the districts are now kind of out of whack i got you there you go the pete callender show.com that is the website he is pete callender you can hear him every night right here at midnight on news radio 570 wwnc but go to the pete callender show.com get signed up for the podcast it drops into the uh, podcast box every single day, right around the same time for the most part. But there's also some great content up there at the PeteCalendarShow.com. Pete, we always appreciate it, sir, and thanks uh, for all your help last night as well. Oh, absolutely. And remember, Mark, you get my best material. I give you my best <laughs> material here, which is probably <laughs> sad, it, which is probably sad, but it is my best. <laughs> thanks, man. We appreciate it. All right, man. 853, uh, 42 degrees.